Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Wild Chats, your place for everything animals. I am Ryan. That is Maria. <laughs> and uh, let's see, we're on episode 24 now. And I feel like you kind of get going and you get a little bit of a groove. And I feel like we have a groove now. And I'm getting kind of bored. Things are going too smoothly. I think, <laughs> we need, like, I think we need to introduce like an element of danger, like maybe some like knife uh, juggling or, or something to kind of <laughs> spice it up a little because it's kind of fun when we're fumbling about and trying to figure things out. But I don't know. <laughs> um, but on the on the danger front, we were talking about. Um, remember, we were talking. You brought up the uh, sharks and okay. fish that clean their teeth. Yes, yes, yes. And some of the other animals that you kind of, they're, they're a weird pairing. Like they help one another and you wouldn't expect it. Um, mm -hmm. What's another example that you can think of, of animals that kind of coexist and or even help each other that you're like, that just, that seems a bit dangerous. Hanging out in the teeth of a shark if you're a tiny fish or... So when you think of animal interaction and by uh, there is a word I'm trying to think of that is a it's a biological word where the animals interact I can't think of the of the name of the word right now. Okay. But whatever the point is that they uh, interact with one another. Um symbiotic would, relationship. Symbiotic. That's such a simple word, but I couldn't think of I could think of symbiotic, <laughs> but I couldn't think of the symbiote part. Okay. And I'm like, should I go into into uh, the movie um, Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm like, they have what kind of relationship? Okay. So anyway, going through my biology class, um, symbiotic relationships. There's actually a lot in the animal kingdom, and uh -huh. that could be anywhere from uh, different. Why can't I think of any of them right now? Um, Oh my gosh, I cannot think of any symbiotic relationships right now. And I remember in my zoology class that was in the final exam. And it was the question was about a sea cucumber and um in a fish, but but the only reason why I remember so well is because I didn't think it was a symbiotic relationship because the fish was actually eating the sea cucumber and the awesome. sea cucumbers reproduce. So I remember asking my teacher, like, is that really symbiotic? when one of them is being eaten even though it can continue growing again yeah. and i remember in the final exam he was like according to our conversation in class and i was like oh mm -hmm. so that's the only one i can remember you kind of walked us right into to where i wanted to go with this anyway actually so it worked out perfectly there are certain <laughs> relationships like birds on hippos and, and cleaning them and you see these kind of big animal, little animal situations where you're just like, that seems like an interesting match. Um, like the giraffes and the little birds climbing on them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But but, but that was too simple. I wanted something more complicated. <laughs> I did say we needed to start knife throwing and juggling to kind of mix things up. And you're just like, all right, now I can't go basic. Hold on. I got exactly. tardigrade and uh, whale and make this work somehow. Yes. <laughs> I was seriously scanning through all my wisdom. I'm like, ticks. No, hold on. That doesn't work. And I'm like going through the roller deck of like, okay, can we even talk about zooplankton? I'm like, okay, now you're going too far. No. Like that's I don't even know what that is. No, I, I kind of know what that is, but still. <laughs> There's a lot of people who don't even know what that is. <laughs> Tiny critters. Yeah. Um, but the, so sometimes though, when you have 
an ecological system, there's just certain animals that are, are frequently around each other. And, and they do, on occasion, hunt each other. Um, but then sometimes they just kind of hang out. Because it also depends. Certain animals, like human beings, need to eat several times a day. Other animals, like crocodiles, can go... I think the extreme is, like, they can go up to, like... I think it's over a year without eating. Because they're able to slow their metabolisms in such a way that they don't really need the nutrients. So That's so incredible. Relationships, especially when it comes to animals that don't need to eat as frequently, because you would think, well, why would you be even hanging out over there? Because that guy's going to eat you. You're like part of his food chain and you're just chilling. Um, so in Florida, basically, you, you get crocodiles and, uh, and cranes or birds or in the Nile. There's a lot of areas where crocodiles and larger birds interact. In the so Nile River, not the nile virus <laughs> no 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 today's today's videos have no viruses involved that we're aware of uh, <laughs> <laughs> although we're just gonna make a symbiotic relationship with it will be between animals and the different bacteria in the gut no. or the bacteria in the gut and so I, that's where my mom was going when you asked me to throw a knife that sounds really interesting i'm sure people would love to see that video <laughs> we'll do that one and Sometimes. <laughs> but today's videos are all about kind of crocodiles and, and their friendly friends, birds, hanging out in ways that you're kind of like, what? Why? How? Huh? Um, and so we're going to start with, um, with birds teaching crocodiles, baby crocodiles, how to cross the street. Because they need to know this when they're oh. interacting in the world. You know and what's happening there, really. Escorts that way. He's he's going the the proper direction, and then there's no, a and only that, but the cars can see them. Yes, and there's but there's a moment where the crocs kind of like, wait, hold on, hold on. I'm feeling too much pressure here. You guys are putting way too much pressure. No, I'm out of here. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> you know what they're doing, right? I have a theory, and that was going to be my next question for you. What do you think is going on there? What they're actually doing is they're hunting for it. Hi, beeps. Uh, they're hunting for it, and they're just trying to corral him. But okay. the alligator was smart enough, like, I'm better leaving because, yep, it's going back. Mm -hmm. the, they're, they're corralling him. Like, they want to eat him. The philosophy that, that, that I read that I kind of subscribed to was actually that um, the bird's nest was in that direction. So they were trying to corral him away from their nests. But uh, they already had a baby there, so I don't know... Well, but there was three of them. So, yeah. but again, somebody, it's always hard when you kind of find these clips. They're fun and they're interesting, but a lot of times people post them and they don't really tell you what was going on. And this was clearly taken by two people in a car driving, just happened to see this going on. Mm -hmm. um, but in the, uh, you know, in the, the comment sections and stuff like that, that's what somebody who had experience or claimed to have experience. Uh, postulated was that they were basically scurrying them away from their nests as protection. Yeah, I have to read more about how many chicks they have a year, but I thought they only had one a year, like uh, one or two they could have two, but I don't think they had more uh, eggs. Sorry, I have Pepita here asking for attention. She doesn't which, feel good. Which is rare. Usually she's just fussy to be fussy. Not not. Yeah, she was being fussy, but I picked her up, so we'll see how long these last. Okay. How, how this symbiotic relationship lasts. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
strange but it's interesting uh those birds um I, I told a story a couple of videos ago where pepita started barking at one of them and i honestly thought they were gonna come and and uh scare her away and they didn't they were like oh whatever and then they kept doing their own thing they don't seem to be over aggressive like if she would have done it to another bird they could have reacted very you know sternly yeah but cranes are i mean they eat small fish and such they don't um i don't like they got relatively small mouths i know they can open them up a ways but i, I can't imagine this kind of that's the other reason why like eating it i was like ah i don't really know also where's the mom because at what age do crocs kind of go on their own i thought they hung out with the mom for quite some time who knows it could have been one of those uh adventurous ones who just wanted to roam around maybe cross the street like the chicken gotcha why would the chicken cross the street okay all right well, well that could be the next one the why, why did the chicken cross the street and or why did the chicken opt to run around in a in a group of of crocodiles <laughs> so we literally walked in, into the story <laughs> one day just decided to to walk around and uh it's probably not the best place to be but again if everybody's eaten recently, like within the last month, he actually could be fine and yeah. just hang out. But you're kind of like, that's probably not uh, not the best place to be. Maybe they, maybe that's their pet. They just don't eat pets. Because uh, no. they're sunbathing, they're chilled, their mouths are open, they're chilled. But yeah. look at the other ones in the water. Like they're literally just eyeing that chicken with glee. <laughs> But he found a nice little niche there. I think uh, I think it's just kind of hanging out, having a good time. But what? It what really is. That's actually pretty adorable. Oh, I was thinking he was going to walk on top. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, there goes the chilled. <laughs> Dang, that was brutal. Look at him. He's the biggest one of all. He was fast. Everything was so calm too. You're just like, okay, it's fine. Totally fine. <laughs> so okay, hold on. Can you play the video again? I like can. where you're at right now. You so, want to see it again? No, I was just trying to figure it out. What was going on? Yeah. Hmm. No, I don't like seeing animals eating other animals, but I also understand that it is the nature of the world, and and it is what it is. I was watching a video yesterday and um, I felt so bad because I understood why the hunters were hunting and the little, you know, but it was just nature. It is how it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Mar. I didn't mean to make you sad. That wasn't, that wasn't my goal. I apologize. I don't, you know, I'm actually learning to appreciate every side of, of nature. And if you're not capable of understanding it, I'm not saying this is great, let's see every predator eat their prey. That's not what I'm saying. But also you have to understand, one has to understand, not you, one has to understand that if there are no predators, there will be an overrun of prey. And that is actually very bad for the ecosystem. So when yeah. they introduced the wolves into Yellowstone Park, mm -hmm. they actually, everything started flourishing. Yeah. And it's incredible because the beavers came back and more wildflowers were there and everything became more balanced because the predators came back mm -hmm. and kept all the herd of um, deer and everything that literally ate all the flowers 
basically. I'm, I'm oversimplifying. Yeah. Um, kept it. So the herd actually became stronger because usually a predator will eat the weaker one. Yeah. And it is just, it is so beautiful. I still don't like seeing it, but it is very beautiful. It is. I mean, it's it's nature and it's the food chain and that's just the way things are, are set up. Um, yep. You you had done the chicken cross the road, so I just I, I couldn't I couldn't help myself. No, I, I also, thought that was perfect. I, I was also, uh, the video I was watching was about orcas who uh, there was a, a a gray whale in okay. Monterey Bay, and the orca they were talking about this orca family, and their new the grandmother, and she was guiding her her pod, and one of the one of her daughters had baby. Okay. So they needed to feed that baby. And they need to eat every couple, you know, every so often. Mm -hmm. And there was this gray whale mom with her calf, and it was heartbreaking. Mm. Heartbreaking. But it again, it's nature. Yeah, yeah. This this is like Sorry a, to bring everybody down, peeps. She's this, also this down. Existential problems we've talked about it in past episodes. She she has a really hard time of not who to root for in situations like this. Yeah, I do. I really do. But I've been watching a lot more animal videos to really appreciate it, every mm -hmm. angle of it. Mm -hmm. So well, sometimes they get together, and sometimes um, sometimes the animals do like the the crocs have eaten. Actually, in that last video, if you notice, there was a guy with a camera, so that was a zoo, and I think that that's actually a normal feeding. For the zoo i think that that's what they feed uh the crocodiles in order to still have that hunting instinct and stuff like that you don't make them so dependent on just throwing them fish that's a very good point whatever and whomever is. is really hungry will eat it yeah yeah i think that there's that and, and when i don't know what kind of zoo it was if it was a uh a rehabilitation like rescue style zoo like we've talked about in the past you want to make sure that they still have those hunting instincts that way when you release them back into the wild you haven't domesticated them to a point that they can't actually survive in the wild anymore. Exactly. Exactly. So as much as sometimes we don't like to see it, um, that's that hopefully well, possibly and hopefully is probably the way that uh, went down. I went to a, um, a rescue in Florida and they were talking about how they will take the alligators from the farms, the alligator farms, and they will take the runts because there was not much they could do with the runs and uh, they overfeed them so fast that the, the runs get too far behind. It was something yeah. very, very interesting. And uh, so these uh, rescue places will take all the runs and mm -hmm. uh, try to, some of them became so small. They were yeah. so small that they couldn't be released back, but they became perfect place. They had a safe home basically there yeah. at the rescue. So, you know, they try to give them the best life, and the best life is in the wild. But if you cannot be in the wild, then this is the best place. It's usually the best places in the wild, but these days, sometimes mm -hmm. the, the wild that you re-release them back into. I forgot. I was reading an article the other day, and I wish I could remember what the animal was, but they had taken the animals in, and they were saying they need to be re-released, but they said, we've done so much damage to their habitat, we, we can't re-release them. There's not yeah. enough habitat. You can ride them. Where? Where? In Madagascar, you're going to release them, you know, uh, with the palm I, oils and everything. Yeah. I don't think it's Borneo, though, not Madagascar. But good, good try there. That was that was an attempt. <laughs> it is Borneo. It is Borneo. Thank you. I got mixed with the with Julian, King Julian. 
Yeah, Madagascar's off of India, right? I always get those mixed up. Like, there's there's Sri Lanka and Madagascar, and I always get those two mixed up. But one's off India and one's right off Africa, and I always get. I thought Madagascar was off Africa. Okay, it could be. Like I said, I always get those two mixed up. It name wise, it would make more sense that Sri Lanka is off of India. Right now, yes. Anybody that knows uh, geography, I do sound like a complete and total idiot. But <laughs> I can't know everything about everything. <laughs> But when you think of the animal variations there, you will think there will be more. Like, that's interesting because when you think of an island of Africa, it will be completely different than an island of Oceania because of how, you know. Well, but the, the point there. that I actually wanted to get to, though, was the one I'm thinking of got so deforested, there's hardly any animals that can survive there anymore because they literally just cut down everything. And I'm pretty sure it's the one off of India. This is obvious to anybody. That it must be Borneo. But I'm going to look it up because now I'm having this like conversation that's going to keep going and I don't know what I'm talking about. So <laughs> I do have to say, I feel bad. I think it is Madagascar that is off of Africa and Borneo um, is in the Pacific also somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Sri Lanka is off of, uh, yeah. Yeah. Sri Lanka, Sri Lanka is off of. It, it sounds more, yeah, like you said, the names seem to fit. Mm -hmm. um, okay. All right. I'm caught back up, guys. I hope you are. Woohoo! Uh, <laughs> this is exciting. <laughs> you get you guys tuned in for animal knowledge, not geography knowledge, or <laughs> so much. And the funny thing is, animal-wise, we're pretty strong in that in that category. But when it comes to uh, geography, I'm not that good. But when it comes to cultures, I do enjoy that too. And I know you yeah. do too. The exploration mm -hmm. of cultures and and perceptions of maybe even the animals when it comes to to viewing them as a power animal or as a as a positive or a negative omen. So I find that to be so interesting. Okay. Yeah, I, I can do cultures, but I like the language aspect of cultures too. It's always interesting to like, you can tell a little bit about cultures based on kind of how they use language. Like, you know, it, the British have like 500 words for rain because it just rains there all the time. So there's, there's a lot of... Things like Germans, their insults are very like practical. Like they're, they're <laughs> Schattenparken is like you part you're a shade parker, which is a nice way of just saying you're you're kind of a wuss. It's like you're you're kind of a baby. You have to park in the shade. But Germans are very practical people, so it's like Schattenparken is like oh yeah, that, that's that's very German. That's a very German insult to be a very practical example of how somebody is. So I I, I want to be a shade parker. Hey, I don't need this one. <laughs> So I, I always, I like that aspect of how language kind of gives you some information on a culture, but, um, Love it. <laughs> coming, coming back to our, our birds and crocs, there are situations where they, they do help each other in a way, or they do interact in a way where you're like, that just doesn't seem, cause this was the clip actually that made me kind of think about this video or was kind of the, the spur for this video. It's like, huh, I don't really, I don't think that's a good idea. Because you, these guys eat those guys. And uh, Maria, you'll want to close your eyes in about 10 seconds here. Um, just, no, I'm just kidding. The video's already over. You're fine. This one's safe. This one's safe. <laughs> I was like, boy, those uh, alligators are very, uh, very motivated. But there are a lot of them, a lot of cranes there. Yep. But that's, they're in the same environment and they don't. Alligators and crocodiles don't eat that frequently, so it probably doesn't feel like an unsafe place to be. And this, this isn't a rare occasion because as I was poking around, I found another one. 
look how adorable. Like cranes just taking free rides on uh, crocodiles and alligators. I absolutely love that shot. Now he's coming absolutely. up to a little bridge, so hopefully he can limbo pretty well. To get That's what I was thinking. Like, okay, how's this gonna work? <laughs> I never watched this far. I don't know what happens next. Um, I'm sure the the critter is gonna jump up. Yeah. I wanted to see it because that crocodile. Up. You can clearly tell that uh, crocodilian did not care at all whatsoever. And about. I think that's also part of why sometimes maybe that chicken felt safe is it it doesn't feel like a threatening environment until they snap because they're so they have such great reflexes that you just kind of never know when it's coming. This is but you can see the bird is like there's a tiny bird at the coming. top too. Huh? You see the little tiny bird on the walkway at the top? Yep, I it see it. A zoo or something. Which I think it's just a bridge and it has the the because that's that seems like a park and, and it has a bridge with like right there. It just seems like a walkway to cross. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I don't a zoo would never put two animals together where one would actually eat the other one. That's not very good for I mean, even if you're not a rescue zoo, it's still a, a bad scenario just for keeping animals. Um, yeah, and, and with the chicken, I think what you said about the chicken being there for feeding that actually makes sense and um unless they had a yard or something and the chicken just kind of walk waltz into it but it, it seemed almost like the chicken was like where am i like this is just what am i doing here what's going on not even yeah. aware of the danger which i will assume although people think chickens are not that smart i will assume that if the chicken had seen or been there for a long time, will know how to behave or react towards the crocodiles. But it clearly looked like it had no idea what was going on. Yeah, I mean, and sometimes the reason I, I thought that too is we had the uh, we had a similar clip in a previous video in our alligator video um, where the bird was kind of roaming around. Let's see if I can find it really quick. And it seemed kind of like the same. A little bit lost, a little bit hanging out. Um, no, I don't know where it is offhand. Um, but that one alligator got folder What's episode that? two. Alligator folder episode two. Yeah, no, it's not in there. It was clearly in a different video because I'm looking at the clips in that folder, and uh, and I'm not seeing it. Okay. But but this one's fun. From since I'm already in this folder, we'll let everybody. It isn't a bird, everybody. But I'm thinking this guy probably would like to uh, flip the alligator of the bird. Oh, I remember this video. This guy's just a flipping idiot, by the way. Like a giant, giant, not genius. <laughs> yeah. Well, they don't know yet. They don't know yet unless they have seen the, the past True. episode. You, you can see him popping up there, his head to the right-hand side oh. of the screen a little bit. My gosh, uh, you better run. want to fish, and the guy did the work for him. Look how fast, and that critter is moving fast. Like that, look at it. Oh my gosh. Ah, uh, hello, get out of the way. I love how he's pointing the fishing rod at him like he's going to hit him with it, and it'll make a difference or something. I don't, yeah, and like, what like, do you think? And you think that guy is not going to take you down? Hello. I think he's thinking, well, this is a narrow path, and I'm supposed to run in a zigzag, and I can't, so I'm just going to not run. I'll just stay here. We debunked the zigzag thing, but clearly this guy has no clue. 
We are joking. This is a running joke on the show, guys. If you are ever uh, chased by a crocodile or an alligator, you do not run a zigzag because he just has to cover half the distance you have to cover because he's going to run straight at you until the last moment where he needs to grab you. Then he'll turn his head one way or another. That is a Exactly. Myth. And the guy goes looking for him. Like, seriously? Yeah. How? The gator's barely turned around. I don't know what he's going back for. Or what he's, I don't know what the it goal could be is. a female. That could be a female guarding uh, exactly. nest. Uh, they're very good mothers. They're very good mothers. Yeah. But then if, if the audio was on, he actually kind of like, I, I don't, he says something to him. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, you're, you're tough now. He's back in the water and you're still an idiot. But <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, bye-bye. Like, you're a horrible human. <laughs> but again, I think I think also those type of encounters are exciting in a way. I mean, I'm not saying let's go and get into those kinds of encounters, but when they happen, I mean, that's kind of kind of you know adrenaline rush for sure. Yeah, that's pretty cool. What he was because he goes back and then he's like, "Well, this is the end of my day," and I'm like, "Well, why did you walk back?" Towards the danger, and then I, I don't know that one. That one always confused me. Maybe to see if he needed to keep running or crawling, or you know, <laughs> after he lost a leg, crawling. Exactly, exactly. Oops, donation for sure. Uh huh. It's interesting <laughs> because most people don't realize this, but part of the it, it's interesting when you see a bird riding a croc because they're actually more closely related to birds than they are any other reptile that currently exists. Like if you go back into their genetics and stuff, crocodiles are actually more closely related to birds than they are related to say an iguana or, or some other uh, reptile species. I learned yesterday uh, as I was watching a video, um, an episode of, uh, it's, a, it's about a zoo and how they rehabilitate animals. And uh, in one of the episodes they were talking about manatees, they're clo more closely related to an elephant. Yeah. Than a cow. People call them sea cows, but they're nothing to do with sea cows. They're more closely genetically related to an elephant. And I couldn't believe it. Like to me, that was very shocking. Do you know what their actual closest, closest, closest relative is, though? You? Okay, I put on a few pounds because I've been working hard, but that's just not. Stop calling me a walrus. Thank you. <laughs> I find my teeth. Come on. Think. We, we've talked about this probably at least three different times in our videos. We love coming back to it. It's one of our favorite <laughs> connections. Think Christopher Columbus. Mermaids, Maria. Mermaids are their closest relative. And yes, of mermaids. course, because they do exist according to Christopher Columbus. <laughs> we've told the story two previous times, but if you haven't seen those episodes, Christopher Columbus. So it's kind of widely known that manatees, well, there's two philosophies. That mermaids are manatees, and a lot of people would saw them when they came from Europe over to the United States and in Central America and stuff, and they didn't know what these animals were, and they had already heard the myths of mermaids. Christopher Columbus came across one that was like drenched in seaweed, and he commented how ugly the mermaids were, <laughs> thinking that it was a mermaid and the seaweed kelp was her hair, when in reality it was just a manatee covered in kelp and seaweed. Uh, the other philosophy is that it's a beluga whale. We showed the photo in the community post from another video we were talking about. But beluga whale's bone structure is in their tail. They can actually bend, and it looks like knees. Like, if you see it from below, it looks like knees. We'll post the photo again if you didn't see it. Actually, the community post I have is a video that I took. Oh, so, okay. Um, 
it's a, it's a quick little video that I took um, okay. at the uh, Atlanta uh, Aquarium. So that's the one that I'm sharing in the post. It's a couple okay. of episodes ago. So okay. you guys can find it. Um, mm -hmm. But that's, so that's the philosophy of that one. Um, another interesting fact though, when you think of like dangerous activities, hazardous like pastimes. Like skydiving. Yeah, exactly. Animal-based, what would you think? Well, shark diving. Okay, like, yeah. Shark cage diving. I want to do that. I want to okay. do that. I have no urge to do that. Um. <laughs> it's just they're so majestic. Honestly, they're so majestic that, wow. Yeah, just the thought of it. And, and there are actually places, hotels actually, or many uh, areas that have the encounters with the crocodiles. Where they yeah. have a tube, you don't interact with them really. Yeah, you literally get into a tube, so you can see them right there. And then I'm thinking, yeah, but I wanna like feel the breath. I, I, mm -hmm. of course, of course, sharks do not breathe. Like you're not gonna feel the snout like when you're in yes. front of a bull and you can just feel the snout. Of course not. But just to see the gills moving. Ooh. Yeah. You know, we'll do that. We'll post that photo because then people haven't seen that. And we can write the name of the place that does it. But it is a tourist attraction where the one where they where you tube in. Into. Yeah. And then you can see the crocs are, are like swimming around you, but you're protected by this plexiglass cylinder. OK, um, I have to find where that is. Yeah, but I mean, I, we'll, we'll, we'll post it. I think some people I'm sure you've seen it. It's a pretty popular thumbnail on, on uh, YouTube and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. So what else? What else? We've got uh, shark. Shark uh, cage diving. The, and crocodile uh, encounters. Diving in general, in my opinion, could always okay. be dangerous. All right. Um, and I'm going with that because we're talking about water and crocodiles. But what else okay. would be, even skydiving could be dangerous if you, if you like when we went paraglading, um, the guy was telling me that you have to follow the vultures where the thermals are. Yeah. And, there was a problem with the currents on my niece, who's very petite, and her and the guy, they couldn't get up. They couldn't catch a, um, the thermal to go up. Yeah, so they were like, well, we may have to end up landing in a city somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, this is going to be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Any Anything else you could think of? like Safaris. Safaris. Like open cage safaris. Yeah. I would love yeah. that. Like I was watching a video yesterday. I, I love animal videos. So it's not because we do this show that I will actually watch animal mm -hmm. videos. But um, this guy, of course, they're park rangers. So it's completely different because park rangers and lions and cheetahs, they, they already know each other. And whether they interact or not, they're at least aware of each other's existence. So yeah. this guy was sitting right there on the back of the jeep, on the back of the yeah. jeep. Yes, yes. <laughs> and the lionesses are just walking by and, and the, somebody's also filming. I'm thinking the guy who's filming is actually the one who is the most jeopardized mm -hmm. because he literally is on the path of the lionesses as yeah. they are moving towards hunting. Anyway, <laughs> you want me to keep coming up with stuff? No, no, no that, that's fine. I was curious what you come up with. There's no way you were ever going to come up with this one. That was the fun part. I wanted you to point out the obvious ones and then I can point out this one. This I just... am telling you the stuff that I would love to do. Like yes. the stuff I mentioned is the reason why I mentioned it is because to me that would be oh, a dream I, come true. I agree. I'm not, I'm just, I'm not a big shark person. 
Jaws messed me up as a kid. I would boogie board and surf, and that was still one of my concerns because I can't see what's below me. I've said this several times. Southern California, the water is not clear. I've stepped on a shark that was in the sand. I just don't, I have this thing about not being able to see what's under me when I'm in the water. I'll still do it. I love it. I mean, I'm not going to not go surfing or, or boogie boarding, but I'm just not, I'm just not a fan of sharks in general. Um, that's not uh, a thing, but the safari would be awesome. Um, but the British, there was a journal that basically classified, wait for it, bird watching as a hazardous activity. Yes. Let me swallow that because I almost spilled it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Are you bird, serious? Bird watching. And we're not talking like, hey, you just happen to be hanging out with some vultures playing dead or something. <laughs> <laughs> they mean like actual like watching teeny tiny birds, like identifying <laughs> species and, and, and such. You want to take a guess why? I will think that it actually has to do with the nesting. So if they're nesting, if it's a, an eagle, a hawk, any of the raptors, if you get too close to the nest, they will attack you. Okay, that I I'm agree with. with. Now think tiny birds. If it was all tiny birds, how or why would you classify bird watching as a hazardous activity? So it could be because of leftovers, droppings. Okay. I'm going with one. Hold on, people. I can think of this. I, I can. They're not going to poke your eyes like you know about crows that will actually go and grab the, the cattle, baby cattle's eyes. Um, why will it be hazardous? I honestly am perplexed. Okay. Um, think more in line with when you're bird watching, you've got your eyes glued to binoculars. Uh -huh. Looking up. Yeah. You have no idea what's around you. There was a bird watcher that was paying so much attention to the birds who actually got eaten by a crocodile. Basically, like, stepped on him, kicked him, fell over him, and just became lunch because he had no concept of what was around him because he was so glued to his binoculars and looking up that he... I can actually see that, but just one incident doesn't make it... To me, it's like, okay, um, so city planning tries to block everything so people don't fall, don't don't hurt themselves. Half of the time I'm thinking, I understand, but people also need to pay attention. There are more accidents, people playing with their phones and falling off. Like I was watching a video several years ago, I couldn't even finish it. Mm -hmm. This woman was playing with her phone and she entered a garage, but it was one of those Japanese garages that are actively moving. Okay. Like the like you enter and the car moves and yeah, cars it's on an move. elevator system because the the land is so the woman low. actually I don't I couldn't even finish the video because it was so horrendous because the woman got in and the car came out and then she fell into another car and the cars keep moving. I still I still want to do that one day because you can you can walk up to these vending machines, put in your credit card and like rent a Lamborghini or a Ferrari or some of these really exotic cars. They have a company that's that's their business model and i think it's in the middle east um if you guys know go ahead and write it in the comments below but you can uh basically you just walk up it's all exotic vehicles you put in your credit card and you basically rent it for the day and it's exactly that it comes around on an elevator lift and then that car comes to the bottom 
with the keys and, and you sign whatever you have to sign electronically and you, and you drive off. I think people actually are starting to do that with buying cars. Like it becomes like, okay, this is more or less what I need. Okay. These are the five choices. Which one do you want done? Yeah. I mean, how great of a it life. It takes away the fun of uh, financing and it takes away the fun of uh, bartering and it takes away the fun of. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm just thinking you're walking your dog and, you know, it's been a while and your dog's kind of eyeing a car, a convertible. And you're like, you know, what? I don't want to take Pepita for our drive. She likes a nice there drive. There you go. She I'm needs a convertible. A vending machine and I'm going to pop it in and, and pick up a, a Lamborghini so peeps can stick her head out the window and have fun. I mean, come on. that That's the life, right? I woke that's... up in a new Bugatti. <laughs> I don't even know the rest of the song. I just thought that song was hilarious. That's all I know. That's all I know. But speaking of birds actually walking Pepita today. You know uh, Woody Woodpecker, right? Yes. Woody Woodpecker is a show in the 80s and 90s. Yes. No, I know. And I Woody Woodpecker... came across it the other day, and I was like, something Pajaro. I was like, Woody Woodpecker. El Pajaro Loco. El Pajaro yes. Loco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's anyway, just Crazy Parrot, right? Crazy Bird. Crazy Bird in general. Okay. Yes. Um, so Woody Woodpecker, as the name indicates, it's a woodpecker. And the sound he made... As I was walking today, I, I see they're not pelleated. They were smaller than pelleated. Pelleated are the completely black, literally like Woody Woodpecker. Okay. Um, they were about the size of a crow or larger. So about the length of Pepita. So imagine the windspan. Yeah. Just the parent flew and there's a nest around. So you see the mom and the dad and every once in a while. So we should be seeing babies. Maybe the babies already grew. Anyway, the point is they made the exact noise of course they cartoonize it and somebody does it but it was the same and i was like oh i just heard woody woodpecker i just did it was so much fun okay so remind me when we get there i want to ask you when we start the uh, the backstage behind the scenes show of fun movie or tv names in spanish because i always think the translations are hilarious because they're nowhere so like what do you want nowhere near, nowhere near. Just crazy bird like when you get some of the movie translations and stuff you're like what and then you think about it and you're like i guess that makes sense but that's just weird so that's what i want to talk to you about when we get to the backstage show so okay i got some ideas okay <laughs> if you want to share you want to share thinking. okay but yeah, I don't want to get into that now. We're gonna we're gonna try to stay on the animal track, and we'll save the other yeah. random fun post show topics for the backstage episode. Um, so this one's just fun. This is a little bit of a, an adorable throw-in. It could it couldn't be a big cat because it's just not the same topic that we're doing. But I I'm starting to enjoy just throwing in a video for you that I know that you'll you'll enjoy, even if okay. it's not like exactly on topic. Um, so, so we just, uh, I saw this one and, and I thought of you, I was like, Marie's going to enjoy that. The wow. Albino. An albino. How beautiful. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. He's so, yeah. He's so used Although to being the person in front of it. Uh, hello. Not very smart. No, this is actually part of, of, it's a rescue or a zoo or something. Cause I found another clip where it's an were... animal encounter for sure. An animal encounter. Okay. And the thing is, if you also notice, um, I was trying to see if I could see teeth. Uh, this is, a, um, I think, is an alligator. It's not a crocodile. 
Um, yeah. I get messed up with the snouts. So it's like you have to see the teeth, and I was trying to look for teeth. Round, yeah, um, no, but round snout is alligator, and more pointy snout yes. is crocodile. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Um, and the interesting thing about, about these animals is that people think that the larger, like a croc, should be more aggressive, and it's not. The alligators are way more aggressive. Mm -hmm. And even more aggressive, they're smaller subspecies, like caimans. Yeah. They're known to be even more aggressive. Crocodiles are like, yeah, like like big dogs, almost. This, to me, the way I saw it is almost the effect of a big dog. They're like, ah, yeah, I'm too big, so nobody messes with you. But the smaller you are, more people mess with you, so therefore you develop this strength within That's it. you. When you've got size, you don't, exactly, you're more laid back. I mean, even if you look at, like, dinosaurs and stuff, like it was the velociraptors that were smaller, more agile, that were more vicious, or you look at current animal species, if you've got size, with size comes protection. I mean, you just, mm -hmm. even in the human world, people are less likely to mess with a dude that's six foot seven and just whether even if he's fat or muscular, it's like, yeah, I'm going to, if I'm going to pickpocket someone or, or rob someone, I'm going to go pick on someone that's like five foot three. That's just a better choice. Exactly. Um, that is so true. That is so true. Um, yeah, because also just the punch ratio of strength, even if you're larger and not as fit, it's most likely more powerful than the punch ratio or bite ratio of a smaller species. And the yeah. punch, of course, will be the and human. The smaller individual in this fight's nickname, their UFC nickname is like the mantis shrimp. Then, then you. Really I was just about to say something about the mantis shrimp. And I'm like, well, unless you are a mantis shrimp, and a lot of fishermen have gotten, by mistake, have gotten one and have had broken stuff. Mm -hmm. uh yeah and yeah if you guys didn't watch the past episode the mantis shrimp has the uh the fastest punch and is the strongest animal for like mass ratio to size um of any animal and uh we were showing a clip where basically the the man all right i'm gonna find it now because <laughs> has seen the episode but it was what was it the strongest strongest animals maria yeah that was like two episodes ago three episodes ago Okay, that's why it's fresh in my mind. Let's see. Yes, uh, it was just, it's no, just, it you think of animals, it's just so it fascinating. You found it? Uh, yeah, it was, it was episode 19. We, I'm going to do the clam. Um, I'm going to, if you guys want to watch the, the crab one is a battle. And uh, arms get lost and, uh, but. Yeah, but this is just amazing. You... But literally that punch can crack up the clam for how strong it is. And you'll see that it actually like. Off a piece of the clam shell, and that's how it breaks into it to eat. Um. <laughs> that is so fascinating. That is so fascinating mm -hmm. when you think of animals. And to me, every animal who exists right now has a superpower. Like, in order to be able to exist and evolve, I mean, there's some animals that evolve from. Like they make a joke about like you have this gigantic dinosaur and it turns into a chicken or some very fancy animal turns into a raccoon. And then you yeah. have also, I can't remember the name of the big animal that turned into a raccoon, but also even the big sloths, the the yeah. uh, ground the sloths carriers. that were the size of cars. Yeah. And they, they turn into on. tiny animals. Mm -hmm. Talked about them being the reason avocado still exists because they were eating them and passing the seeds around. You guys don't realize it. Avocados are almost as ancient as crocodiles and alligators. Just think of the seed size. What bird could spread that seed around to actually 
propagate that. So basically they stuck around long enough because of these gigantic sloth. And then humans started taking the seeds and planting them because we were already the crossover from our agricultural phase, like that timeline crossed over. So we were able to maintain uh, that fruit. It is a fruit because it has seeds. It is a fruit. Uh, and that's why it's still around. Um, but mm -hmm. I'm actually a little excited and, and eager to get to some of these uh, funny named movies and TVs in Spanish. So uh, I'm going to I'm gonna call this one a day so we can like, get... Uh... I want to be done. Hello, everybody. No, Thank no, no, you. no. I, I, I'm just excited. So, to please subscribe and see you later. Um, bell icon, comment, uh, Patreon. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> we do the show for everybody else, but sometimes there's stuff I want to know too. Um, if you guys don't know, we do uh, like an after show every uh, episode. Uh, we call it or so with, uh, backstage behind the scenes uh, over on Patreon. So if you guys want to check it out, you guys can go over there. We talk more about our a little personal stuff about us and then more like topics that aren't necessarily animals because Marie and I like to just babble and we break down the show a little bit and what happened. So you can go check it out if you want to. Um, but thank you guys so much for uh, watching. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, what do you think? See you next time, Mar? Until next time. Until next time. <laughs>